coming to this league, like I said, you're one track minded. You know what I mean? You want to do this, you want to do that, you want to do that, and it's all about you. I'm in the situation now when you see the big picture. It's not even all about that. It's about team and about growing and, and doing your job and doing what's asked of you. We're gonna come to play for sure. And we're gonna we gonna turn some heads and do what we gotta do. Zim, since I've been here, I've been top ten defense every year. So I don't see that being no different. Hey, Vikings fans, welcome to episode number 105 of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. It's your host, Chris Corso, here with Vikings.com's Gabe Henderson, and of course, producer Jay Nelson. I'm excited as training camp is off and running. We had a night practice. We've had some fun events. We've had some pads be put on at practice. Gabe has all the insight being at multiple practices uh, throughout the past couple weeks, so I'm super excited for this show because we got a player guest back on the show. It's cornerback Mackenzie Alexander, who head coach Mike Zimmer had some great words about how he's accepted that nickel role in this Vikings defense coming back from the Cincinnati Bengals. So you'll hear Gabe's interview with Mackenzie Alexander later on in the show. But first, we're going to talk a little Vikings training camp. And I'll bring in Gabe Henderson to give his, I don't know, takeaways from his first Vikings padded practice as a member of the Vikings staff, even though he's been here for like over a year already. <laughs> Dude, it was chippy. It has been chippy, but it's everything that you expected. Um, I feel like this week, every everyone that I've interviewed, I, I've asked, how does it feel to play football again? Because nothing up until this week has mattered. Of course, the mental side of the game. Uh, your your placements, your hand placements, where you're supposed to be. Yeah, you got to do that. But when the pads come on, that's that's when it's game time. So it's been fun. There's so many guys that stand out to me. I think the the main guys, Daniel Hunter. I mean, the everyone was worried. Okay, is he 100? percent Is he back? Can he do this? Can he do that? I think from the first play of one on ones against Brian O'Neill, he showed that hey, I am still the Daniel Hunter that you are used to seeing. And Brian O'Neill basically said, I'm still the Brian O'Neill you're used to seeing also. That is, I mean, I said it before, that is arguably the greatest one-on-one rep I have ever seen in person um, between those two guys. And, I mean, you got a, two all pros, two guys who are the leader of their respective units on the on both sides of the ball. And so many guys have just stepped up, including those guys. And I, I'm just excited about the, the upcoming days, the upcoming weeks. Next week, uh, we'll be talking Denver Broncos uh, joint joint training camp practice. But so far, so good. So many guys standing out. Um, Jake Browning, of course, is the, the key highlight so far. I mean, of course, Kirk practiced today. But the previous few days, Jake Browning has been taking all of the first team reps. And I was telling people, like, being a former receiver, when your backup quarterback gets in, you're a little hesitant. You're like, okay, like, I'm, I'm the ball's not going to be in the place where I'm used to being. I'm, I'm not expecting the accuracy to be on point. Literally, this Minnesota Vikings team, this Minnesota Vikings offense did not miss a beat. We saw the defensive guys, Harrison Smith, P2, all those guys giving Jake Browning credit for giving them a good look. Like, there, there wasn't a drop-off at all. And so far, it's just been a great training camp. Well, you talk about missing a few players. Obviously, the things that have gone on with the Vikings have not been ideal at the quarterback position. Uh, Kellen Mond tests positive for COVID-19 and a few close contact cases, including the Vikings starting quarterback, Kirk Cousins. So not an ideal situation to have to deal with, especially during a night practice, which is one of the most fun events of the year for Vikings fans at the TCO Performance Center. So a little bit of a hurdle 
that the Vikings had to go through uh, going through that night practice and seemed like Jake Browning really had quite the performance at training camp. And to step into that role, a guy who's been on the practice squad for as long as he's been, and I'm looking at Eric Smith's observations from night practice, and the 25-year-old was during 11-on-11 team drills. He was 26 of 37 in pass attempts. So when you hear a guy like Patrick Peterson say there's no drop-off there, that has to be good for Jake Browning's chances of not only making the practice squad again, but maybe being a potential backup um, on this Vikings team. So uh, really good time for Jake Browning, an unexpected amount of reps that he was able to get in that night practice. That's my biggest takeaway from the night practice. But I want to ask you one more thing, Gabe, before we, we bring in Jay Nelson. What have you seen from K.J. Osborne? Because the wide receiver three uh, battle is one of my favorite storylines so far in training camp. And I saw you post a, a little tweet video of a diving catch from K.J. Osborne. And I've been excited about this guy for a long time. I have a really good friend that went to the University of Miami that was very excited when the Vikings drafted him a year and a half ago. So what have you seen from K.J. Osborne? I love what he brings from a physical aspect, but it seems like the other parts of his game are finally starting to come about here in his second training camp with the Vikings. Yeah, it's starting to all come together, just like you said. And I think the confidence is the biggest thing that stands out. He he knows what he's doing. If you compare uh, training camp last year compared to this year at this point, last year, like any rookie would be, he was overthinking, second-guessing himself, not able to, to fully be present or fully be aware of what was going on and what he was supposed to do at the same time. Now that the game has slowed down, he's able to – to, to run more crisp routes. He's able to affect the defense in a certain way. I think K.J. Osborne can pretty much do it all as a slot receiver. He ran, he did slot, he played slot receiver at the University of Miami. And so we are getting the K.J. Osborne that Rick Spillman drafted last year in the fifth round. We're excited to see what he's going to continue to do, but so far so good, and that's all you can ask for him. Um, when he's going against a guy like Mackenzie Alexander on pretty much every single play with the ones, you're, you're asking, hey, can can you get open with a, a six-year vet on you? Can you get open with a Harrison Smith over top? You're going to ask him to do a little bit more. You're going to see, hey, can you catch punts? Like, are, are you a better punt returner? Can you do this? Can you do that outside of wide receiver number three? I think the questions for wide receiver number three are answered as of right now. Now it's like, okay, to solidify this role, we need you to do. We need you to be somewhere else, and I think he has just stepped up in pretty much every aspect of his game. He's more confident in catching punts, and I think that confidence at the wide receiver three position, I guess, is just learning the plays. I think that has helped him just take a deep breath and relax and say, like, okay, I can do this also. This is what I'm being called to do also. So it's been fun to see. Well, B.C. Johnson goes down with an injury last week, and that, of course, opens up some reps for K.J. Osborne. And we were talking about the night practice. There was a play in the night practice where K.J. Osborne went deep and Jake Browning delivered a great ball. And you saw the way that K.J. Osborne was able to adjust and make a big play on the football. So he's making a ton of big plays. One that Gabe captured a diving catch on the sideline as well uh, in the first padded practice. So watch out, Vikings fans, for K.J. Osborne and what he can bring to this wide receiver three battle. I'm going to go back to Jane, or actually I'm going to introduce Jane Nelson now, a guy who knows all about padded practices, being a big-time lineman back in the day. 
what what have you been your takeaway so far from from padded practices and one of your favorite nights of the year, the night practice? That was a long time ago, Corso. Jay putting the pads <laughs> on, and at this point, my body feels it every single day when I wake up. Uh, Preach. You know, I think the the cool thing, just even the the topic that's been going on between these two players was the fact that both of them had opportunities that were presented to them and both of them stepped up and made the most of it. And the best part, too, is to see the rest of the roster looking at these two guys and saying, you know, these guys are doing the right thing and they're getting rewarded for it. I think um, the best thing with Browning was just seeing not only the offense, but the defensive players come up and, and give them some dap and just kind of you know, loving him up a little bit saying, Hey, this kid's really stepping up and really putting kind of a, a sticky position. And he's, he's definitely making it happen. The other thing too, with Osborne was if you think about it, the two of them have basically been getting all these reps for, you know, all last season together. And so the two of them seem to be really working out well um, when both of them have the opportunity to step up and try to take a little bit more of a prominent role at their position. Um, Overall, for Saturday night, I think the thing that was the most amazing to me was just the amount of people that came. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard the the number was around or a little bit over 4,500 people showed up to practice. And I had gone out earlier, um, probably, I don't know, an hour and a half or so before everything was really going to kick off. And it was a little light. And, and so I was just kind of raising an eyebrow like, oh, I'm curious to see what, what you know what's going to happen, who's going to show up. And I went back out there with, I don't know, 45 minutes before everything started and the stands were packed, the standing room only, everyone was having a good time stopping at the concession stands and and running around, you know, catching footballs and stuff. It was just, it was a really fun atmosphere to feel like we're finally back to something normal. And I think that was the best part of Saturday night was it was a beautiful night. Everyone was having a good time. Yes, they were probably a little disappointed that the full complement of roster wasn't there. But overall, as a beginning of training camp and the first big event that we've had with everybody, the turnout was fantastic. So for everybody that was able to make it, that was awesome. Thank you for showing up. And for everybody that wasn't, hopefully you got some time here yet in the next week or so that you can still come out to Vikings training camp here at TCOPC and um, just enjoy your time at U.S. Bank training camp. And um, hopefully you'll buy some tickets here coming up for not only this Saturday at the, the stadium, but for Denver showing up here for joint practices next week. So, yep. Enjoy your time, and uh, it's good to see everybody again. Well, that'll do it for our little recap of the night practice on Saturday night. Looking forward, uh, as we're recording this podcast Thursday morning, the Vikings activated Kirk Cousins and Nate Stanley from the reserve slash COVID-19 list. Kirk did confirm that he had six negative COVID tests uh, and a positive conversation with head coach Mike Zimmer heading into uh, being activated on the Vikings roster. So let's see what happens there. I'm just excited to have the Vikings starting quarterback back on the field for padded practices. He did say that he's never missed four practices in his entire career dating back to high school and Michigan State. So uh, definitely something that Kirk isn't used to and Hopefully, we have him and all of our players back on the field and healthy. I know that's what Vikings fans want. I know that's what head coach Mike Zimmer wants for his roster. Um, Looking at some roster moves that were made, the Vikings did bring in a few quarterbacks um, to kind of get through that little hurdle uh, that they went through the past couple practices. Uh, Case Cookus was, was signed and then released with the new roster moves of bringing Stanley and Cousins back. But Jake Etling, um, a... Former LSU quarterback, a seventh-round draft pick in 2018. He spent time with the Patriots, the Falcons, and most recently 
was on the Seattle Seahawks practice squad. He hangs around, um, will continue to be a camp arm for this team. Another tough hurdle for the Vikings organization, obviously losing a former first-round draft pick. Jeff Gladney was expected to be one of the top cornerbacks on this roster, uh, going through a domestic violence situation in the state of Texas. He had his indictment this past week, and the Vikings did release the following statement. Uh, Following our review of today's indictment on August 3rd against Jeff Gladney, we have decided to release Jeff immediately. As we previously said, we take these matters very seriously and condemn all forms of domestic violence due to the ongoing legal nature of this matter. We are unable to provide further comment. So uh, you heard it there. That's the statement from the organization. Uh, None of us three on this podcast are going to have any further statements just being employees of the Vikings organization. So it's an unfortunate situation, and all the Vikings can do is move forward and lean on that depth at the cornerback position. So looking forward, we have a couple of good things on this show, but I want to go right to Gabe's conversation with cornerback Mackenzie Alexander, who's part of that depth at the cornerback position. Head coach Mike Zimmer has been very excited with what Alexander has brought to the team so far in training camp. So let's listen to that conversation with Gabe and Mackenzie Alexander. Yo, yo, what's going on? Mackenzie Alexander is here. Six-year cornerback back in the purple. Mac, how you doing, man? Slow motion with it today. I hear that, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, this time of the year, you know, it's all about getting better every day, right? How has this transition been for you just – you know, getting back out there on the field here in Minnesota, where you, I guess where you were drafted. Of course, of course, man. I'm man. First of all, I'm happy to be back. Happy to be around the guys. You know what I mean? Building, building team chemistry and stuff like that. It's fun, man. Getting back out there for sure. So, going into year six, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Have you like what? What have you learned about yourself just from when you walked in from the first day here back in what 2014, 2015? I mean, obviously, when you're a young guy, yeah, you're so. You're so focused on whatever you, whatever your goal was set for you to be. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You're just one mind, one track minded. You know what I mean. But going on year six now for me, I mean, shoot, man, it's man, the big picture, seeing the big picture about things and seeing how everything makes makes sense and um, being patient with the process, man. Right. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, of course, Zim had his press conference earlier this week, and he mm-hmm. said, I'll just quote him. He said. When, he, when asked about McKenzie about, you know, how you have grown and matured, he said there were times when you were difficult and he's very unfortunate that he was more hard headed than you were. <laughs> but you're a completely different player now listening, not making mistakes. Like, what does that mean? Man, it's just growth. You know what I mean? You you, you come into this league, like I say, you're one track minded. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You want to do this. You want to do that. You want to do that. And it's all about you. And then, you know, you get to year six like me. Like I'm in the situation now when you see the big picture. It's not mm-hmm. even all about that. It's about team and about growing and, and doing your job and doing what's asked of you. So that's what, all it's about. What was a, I would say, what was a catalyst for, you know, just, I guess, changing your mindset of like, all right, this is, this is work. This is ball because, you know, every rookie goes through that, right? Yes, for sir, us, like, yes, man, sir. like, I mean, you, what, number two cornerback coming out of high school, like yes, a five-star recruit yep. going to Clemson yep. two years. Yep. Like we're talking big baller here. So oh, yeah, like, what was, sure. what was that, 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 that I mindset? Yeah. <sighs> Man, I, I, she, I can say a lot, but what I will say is, is you know, 
when you're thrusted as a young kid and and you go you're in a process where it's like you've been the best your whole life you've been the best in the country mm-hmm. you know you've been the best in college you come into the pros and thinking it's the same thing but it's it's it's, it's so different you know what I mean <laughs> and guys just have to understand that it's just not even what you think it is because mm-hmm. you're not thrusted as being I wasn't thrusted as being the guy here right away you right. know what I mean and sitting patient was was hard for me so I feel that. when you look at the overall process of where I've been and the things I've I've went through it's like it's a, it's a blessing in disguise at the same time because you know, I wasn't taught to be patient. You know, I, I heard taught to come in and do my thing and right. do this and do that. But that's not how it always works. Sometimes you got to wait and be patient. Right. And that's the hard part for some young guys. I understand in. that, man. And like <laughs> going into year six, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can like tell your story to young guys going through this process yeah. now. I mean, you yes, think sir. of all these rookies. Yeah. First round, second round. That's yeah. just like, man, I'm coming in here to play. You drafting me this early. I'm, exactly. I'm trying to play. But, exactly. you know, what would be your advice to a, a young guy? Or let's just say Cameron Dantzler, right? Yeah. I'm sure he's probably going through growing pains. But, like, yeah. the guy has, you know, made plays. But he's For got sure. three veterans in front of him that's, Hey, I'm I'm here to help you, but I'm here also to teach you. So, what's your advice to, for teaching him to be patient and then make the most of his opportunity? You know, the crazy thing about Cam is uh, he he's already came in had conversations with me about that, and I just told him, man, honestly, you got to just be patient. You know, work hard. You know, follow let let our actions show you. You know, as older guys that you know what we're doing and stuff like that, and just and take notes and just you yeah. know pick up the defense as much as you can and 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 learn how to be a pro. You know what I mean? Early as possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Man, that pro- just I just honestly I harp on that patience process. Just being patient, you know, work hard and and put yourself in position to win each play. So, so he's learning. He's getting. He's coming along really well too. So I'm proud of. Him. That's all you can ask, man. And yes, sir, I'm I'm excited to see just what you and and Brashad can can do in that secondary. It's your first <laughs> time playing with him since you go. Since I guess college. since last year of college, right? Yeah, so. Yeah. Was it hard getting that chemistry back, or was it just like, bro, I know who you are. Let's let's get that. Let's get it let's get easy. this money. It's easy. Yeah, I think we're both rowdy guys. You okay. know what I mean? When it's time to go out and play and do what we gotta do. So uh it was easy, you know, knowing him in college. So it was it's easy. And I could say some stuff that <laughs> get under his skin and, and laugh and joke with him and stuff like that. So it's always fun, man. So I we know, you know, right now, I mean, the depth chart is still up in there. I'm not here to talk depth chart. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you've been running with the ones in the nickel position. And, I mean, nickel is – I don't know. I, I feel like it's – outside looking in, I feel like nickel is a position that you have owned as yeah. far as like, hey, mm-hmm. a receiver come here in the slot, I got you. Like, I can play outside, <laughs> but receiver, receiver come here in the slot, I got you. Like, why do you take so much pride in, in being that that solid nickel for this defense? I mean that's that's where I'm asked to be, you know okay. what I mean? Um you know before I fought the the situation. Um now I'm just, you know, older year 6. So for me it's just about coming in and 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 being a key player for wherever they need me to be, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So and that's being in the slot right now. So you know and um and just doing my job, man. You know, I mean I'm enjoying this process, not fighting this process. And life is much easier on on that for me, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So and I'm having fun doing it, man. You right. know what I mean? You know, I don't I don't have no expectations as far as, you know, what's going to happen at the end of the day, but to go out there and, and be the best and work hard and be the best pro out there and compete and win, obviously. So I love my I love the process of it. I don't have an issue with it. You know what I mean? It's, it was growing pains before and I, I love it. You know what I mean? Wherever they ask me to be, I'll be there and do it. You know I what I mean? That. So it don't really matter to me. I'm a versatile player, but my job is my job. It's, it's funny you said versatile, right? Because it's two things Zimmer said the nickel position is the hardest position to play in this defense yes sir but he says you can do it and I quote he says you are physical you are smart and you are versatile mm-hmm. yeah how does that how do those attributes make a good nickel in this defense 
I mean, you gotta. You, I mean, you gotta understand the defense. Mm-hmm. You gotta be very smart. You gotta be physical, and you gotta be. be able to, you gotta be able to run too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, in this defense, you gotta be able to think about plays before they happen and process process them. And when you're when you're ready to go make plays, you just line up and you. It's just easy. And that this defense is tough. You gotta yeah. be able to be on your, your your heels. You got you got you gotta have that. Your mind got to be right in this defense for sure. And I'm able to do it. You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. it's showing my versatility, charge. You know, knowledge, understanding the game, right. concepts, and stuff like that. And he's able to you know put diff- different defenses up, and and I'm able to you know go out and execute them like he wants me to. So, man, that's. You can't ask for anything anymore, man. Showing that you can go out and, you know what I mean, do things that he wants you to do. That, mm-hmm. That's that's value right there, in my opinion. Absolutely, man. And I never ask players about other positions on the team. Mm-hmm. But since you are in the slot and since I'm a former receiver myself, uh, okay. you're, 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 you're playing wide receiver three. I played slot. So okay. you're you're guarding the slot receiver all yeah. day in practice. Yeah. And I know you're giving these slot receivers some good work in camp. Of course. Of but course. I got to ask you, man. We got any slot receivers right now that's giving you some good work and making you better? Yeah, I think I think all of them are giving me good work, okay. in my opinion. You know what I mean? In my opinion, I don't take nobody for granted. Right. Um, everybody who steps in front of me is is an elite guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you saw our roster, if you saw you see our roster, we got some pretty good guys on the roster too. But then, you know, if you see our schedule now, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> we got some we got some teams and some players that's gonna come up and um and try to have a good game, and I, you know, yeah. and that's my job to be ready for it. And we got, I mean, we got good talent at receiver too. You know what I mean? So I'm mm-hmm. getting work, good work by everybody. So it's it's gonna be a fun year. You know what I mean? If you saw our schedule, man, we got some teams rolling in. Off we the gotta game, be ready to go. Off you the heard g- me? I mean, what week one, Cincinnati? Of course, they got a um, couple of receivers there. They got Jamar Chase, but they got they got some guys on the slot. I mean, you still yeah, they, got T. What they got T. Some Higgins? Boys. They got some boys for sure. But I think you know that area, I'm not gonna talk guys and talk names. No, but you know, that, I'm not for, saying names neither. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm just thinking. <laughs> I'm just thinking. You know, I mean, it's the NFL, right? Everybody's good weekend and week out. But for you sure. know, I guess that just. Ep- elevates your level of play and I'm excited just to see what you can do here but you know last year defense wasn't the best and every other year Mike Zimmerman has had a top 10 top 11 defense since he's been here so now with the names on this roster I mean on the defensive side of the ball what we did in free agency this year Mm -hmm. it's a trick question for you (laughs) is the identity of this team offense or defense man you know what at the end of the day, I hope it's both. Okay. You know what I mean? We're, 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 on the, we're strong. We got a strong point on offense. Really good, very explosive. Ballers. Ballers. You know what I mean? <laughs> on defense, you know, this is probably, in my opinion, this is probably the best roster I've been a part of, mm. in my opinion. Um, so, I mean, defense, we're going to be. We're going we gonna to have something. We're going to come to play, for sure. And we're going to turn some heads and do what we got to do. But like I, like it is, you know, Zim has been top, since I've been here, been top 10 defense, defense every year. So, right. I don't see that being no different, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I mean, if, if top ten defense and he had the same offense from last year, return honestly top two. You know what I mean? We're gonna be we're gonna be tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just being humble about it. But we got a good we got a great roster. Top so, two, yeah, for sure. You got a guy named P two, P two. That's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll get you out of here with this. Like, two more questions. Like, why is P two the guy still in your number ten? I I know what I've seen. Just personally, and and I I will attest to you, he is the guy. But just being in the meeting room, seeing him on the field, conversing with him, why is he the guy? Man, his level of football knowledge, you know what I mean. Plus, you got to add a skill set. Yeah. You know what I mean. He's probably the he's in my he's he's the 
best corner that I've been up just around personally mm. overall. You mm. know what I mean? Because his skill set, speed, quickness, knowledge, understands the games, knows when to do certain things, know when to, he got his, his arsenal's crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean? His arsenal. You like a lot of guys can play corner mm-hmm. and doesn't don't have an arsenal. They don't have. They might have three. You know, they might have a jumper. If you're playing basketball yeah. terms, let me twist it up. You might have a jumper. You might got a guy who's a mid-range shooter. Right. You might have a, you know, a dunker. Right. You know what I mean? In my, he like a LeBron playing football. He can do it all. You know what I mean? He's big, fast, quick. He can do it all. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So you can't knock his game at all. And I love that about his game. Watching him is like, man, he levels up my game. Okay, he go get a PB. He go get a pick. My turn. Yeah. Oops, let me get mine. You know what I mean? So, and he's a smart player, man. Yeah. And you watch him, he's a, he's the ultimate pro, too. That's what I love about him. So, you know, LeBron teamed up with Westbrook. And I feel like you got some Westbrook in your game. <laughs> yes, sir. I love Westbrook's game. He's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a dog, right? He's nasty, man. He's just so aggressive. And he want to kill you, every, you know, every, every, every drive. He's just, oh, man. I love it, man. I'll get you out of here with this, man, because Vikings fans are excited to have you back. I'm excited to have you back. I'm happy to be back, first I'm, of all. I'm glad you're happy to be back. So <laughs> now that you are back, what are fans getting back from the Mac? Man, they getting the playmaker. I got him coming there. Be consistent. You know what I mean? Help this team win each a week in and week out, period. Mackenzie Alexander, going to see year six. About the ball out this year. Thanks for jumping on, man. No problem. Thank you. Yes, sir. Well, that was an awesome conversation with Mackenzie Alexander. I'm a big fan of him coming back to this organization. I think the amount of players that have been brought back to this Vikings defense, Stephen Weatherly, uh, Sheldon Richardson, it's just amazing the culture that Mike Zimmer has created on this Vikings defense that you get a bunch of guys that want to come back for less money and be a part of this Vikings defensive group. So, Gabe, I got to ask you, what's your takeaways from that conversation? I believe it was your first conversation with McKenzie. Yeah, first ever conversation. And, of course, you know how this works. When you find something in common or you find something that somebody likes, you run with it. And he loves basketball. So, relating, he said, when he said P2 is LeBron James, I'm like, well, you remind me of Westbrook and you guys just teamed up. And that just started an, an entirely different conversation. But... I, I I honestly think he is genuinely excited to be back. You know, a lot of guys, you know, say like, "Yeah, I'm happy to be here. This is where I this is where I want to be." Like, I genuinely felt that this is where he really wants to be, and he's grown clearly. And he talked about it. You know, being the best player in the country, being the number two cornerback in the country coming out of high school, only playing two years at uh, Clemson, understanding that he's always been the best player on every team he has been on throughout his entire life and then getting to the NFL and not being that guy, it takes growing pains. So for him, understanding those growing pains and understanding where he's come from and understanding how he can make this team better with his new mindset and his new approach to the game, I I think it is going to pay dividends. I mean, he even said this is the best defense he's ever been a part of. So for a guy going into year six saying a quote like that, that that says a lot. He says it's going to be a top two defense, Corso. Top two defense. Like, we know Mike Zimmer, like, he's had a top 10 defense his entire tenure here outside of last year. But put a top two defense with uh, the same offense you have last year, like, I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself. But clearly the optimism is very high on the team side, not not on the media side, but the team side. And I think that optimism, yeah, it, it, you have to be cautious with it. But I think that caution is not as warranted as it was in previous years. A top two defense, that's quite the statement. I know he came in uh, as a second-round draft pick from Clemson, a guy who hadn't let up an interception in all of his years there in the SEC, 
and he had a lot of confidence his first time around, as Mike Zimmer uh, said in his press conference uh, this past week. But I think it took him going away and maybe seeing that you know the grass isn't always greener uh, going to another organization in free agency and, and wanting to come back and take less money on a short-term deal. Uh, I just really like what the situation is for McKenzie. And, I mean, we talked about it. Gladney's gone. He's not on this team anymore. And that nickel position is wide open for the taking. And, and I don't know if there's going to be any other guy for the job than McKenzie Alexander. Because uh, you have the big-time cornerbacks and Patrick Peterson and a Cam Dantzler who's a, a longer, rangier-type cornerback cor- uh, on the outside. So I see that that nickel position being McKenzie Alexander's to lose. And I'm really excited what he can bring, um, what he's learned, how he's matured as a player under head coach Mike Zimmer. And clearly the head coach has taken note of what he's been able to do so far. So uh, really good conversation, Gabe. I like how you loosened him up a little bit. He's definitely one that that knows how to have fun and and knows how to talk about things off the field uh, like the NBA. So uh, really great conversation. And with that, let's look forward. We talked about one of the biggest events in Vikings training camp, and that was the night practice. But, Jay, I believe there's a, I don't know, maybe a better event on the way here this Saturday, (laughs) August 7th at U.S. Bank Stadium. Yeah, we're going to kind of dust the cobwebs off and just get everything shined up and new and just making sure that uh, everything works down at U.S. Bank Stadium once again. Everyone here is is, is excited. We're working really, really hard. Um, there's been a lot of, of big projects. Everyone's been trying to get off the ground and get ready to roll. So this Saturday, we're going to take the first stab at it down at U.S. Bank Stadium around noon. Uh, go to vikings.com slash training camp and Go get your tickets for basically our first practice at U.S. Bank Stadium with everyone coming and hang out in the lower bowl and run around and just check everything out again. Um, we're looking forward to seeing everybody. And for us, it's going to be a, a nice kind of smile moment just to see people back in the building last year. That was the thing that we missed the most was just having anybody back in the building. It felt hollow. So having fans back in for for practice on Saturday is going to be a lot of fun. So go get your tickets, vikings.com slash training camp. Yeah, ticket prices for adults, $20. Kids 17 and under are $10. And children under a certain height, those tickets are free. So um, go to vikings.com slash training camp. You can find all the information there. And I am really excited for the Denver Broncos to be in town. I know all of the connections there. There are a ton of them. Uh, You have the assistant general manager, the former assistant general manager of the Minnesota Vikings, George Payton, returns as the general manager of the Denver Broncos. You have Kelly Klein coming back, who was a big-time member of the personnel staff as a scout here who worked her way up to being the highest-ranking female personnel official in the NFL. So really key members of this organization the past decade that will be back in Minnesota. You're also forgetting one more, and his name's Theodore. Pat Shermer. Well, Pat Shermer, <laughs> oh, too. Oh, Ted. Pat Shermer. Oh, my gosh. Theodore. Teddy's going to be walking on campus. It's going to be kind of – it's going to be fun to see him and just see the reaction of the guys that are still here. But, uh, yeah, you'll, yeah, there's a lot of Minnesota connections on this one. It's going to be a lot of fun to have those guys in not only for practice on the 11th and 12th, but then for that first preseason game. So, you know, as as Gabe started the show, he said things were getting a little chippy in practice. You know when there's a new set of colors standing oh. across from you, it's going to ratchet up to the next level. So, again, for right. those practices, too, if you get the chance to come out, go grab those tickets because that's going to be a fun couple days. How did I forget Teddy Bridgewater? Right. I mean, that's... 
I don't know how I forgot. Maybe it's just because of all the respect I have for Kelly Klein and George Payton. Uh, we didn't even mention offensive coordinator Pat Shermer coming back to, to the Twin Cities and the impact that he had on the Vikings' best season in the past, what, decade? Uh, when when they were 13-3 and with Case Keenum as yeah. the starting quarterback. So uh, it will be a reunion at U.S. Bank Stadium for the fans to see, and I believe that we're expecting a decent amount of fans at U.S. Bank Stadium, the most fans that we've had in a very long time at the Vikings' home stadium. So, Gabe, what are you most looking forward to for the uh, practice coming up on Saturday? I'm just looking forward to seeing how Christian Darisaw and Wyatt Davis, how they fare against defensive linemen that don't wear the same color as them. Seeing a Christian Darisaw against a Von Miller or seeing some of those guys match up against, you know, some of these elite guys that the Denver Broncos have. Um, if if we're looking for a test, if we're looking for where these certain rookies are in their progression or in the progression of their career, I think next Wednesday, next Thursday, it, it tells you everything you need to know. And for a guy in Christian Darisaw and a guy in Wyatt Davis or a guy in Chaz Surratt or Patrick Jones the second. Where are they in their development process? In their developmental process, of course we'll see some of the ones. They'll, they'll get some some good work, um, but probably towards the end of the week they're not going to get as much work as we're accustomed to because you want to keep those guys healthy. But I just I'm, I'm just looking forward to the competition. We know the fans will be there. We know the excitement, the energy will be there, the trash talk will be there. Now when you move remove all of that. Who's actually going to show up and come to play? All the talk is out of the picture at this point. I mean, we're less than, well, we're a little bit over a week from the first preseason game. So how, are you ready? Like, are, are you, how how is, how is that work been all offseason? How, how has that got you to this point? So put up or shut up. Definitely love the joint practices that the Vikings have been able to have over the past couple seasons. The Vikings had gone to Cincinnati a few years back and practiced there with Mike Zimmer's old team, the Cincinnati Bengals. And of course, a few years ago, we hosted the Jacksonville Jaguars at the TCO Performance Center. And I just think it ramps up the intensity. It gets the team excited to hit and and go against teams in different colors, as Gabe said. So uh, I'm really excited to see what the joint practice brings heading into that first preseason game against the very same team. Jay, what are your final takeaways as we get out of episode number 105 here? Um, I think given the stuff that you were just talking about, even just now, young guys stepping up and get, making the most of their their opportunities. Um, that's one of the best parts of preseason is when you start to see some of these people that definitely shine and, and, and pop out. Um, that's where we saw a Dan Shasena flying down the field last season. That's where we saw an Adam Thielen years ago, you know, really making everything flash on the field. And that's where you start to see some of these guys with your, you know, uh, what Wap Fillier and some of these different guys. I want to see what happens, like you said, against another set of colors. But I want to see what happens when they're flying live in a preseason game. We're going to be basically a week away from that. So Saturday is going to be more of a practice. We're going to have the Broncos show up. But coming up with next Saturday, that first preseason game, it it's going to be electric in my eyes because we're finally going to have people back in the building and we're finally going to have actual football at U.S. Bank Stadium with a full house. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a ton of fun. The first preseason game will take place on Saturday, August 14th at U.S. Bank Stadium, 3 p.m. Central Time 
against those Denver Broncos. So it seems like it'll be a nice long reunion and stay <laughs> for the Denver Broncos organization here with the Minnesota Vikings. I'm looking forward to football games back at U.S. Bank Stadium. It's one of my favorite things of being a member of this of, of this organization for the past. Ugh, this is year seven coming up for me, Jay. I'm I'm getting close to you. <laughs> Holy, ugh, I can't believe it, but uh, I'm so excited. I'm ready for football. I'm ready for fans back at our stadium. I want to see a skull chant. I know Gabe hasn't seen one yet in person, so I'm sure you're looking forward to that, Gabe. Yeah, I actually saw it last weekend, but it was only 4,500 fans. Unfortunately, that doesn't count. Unfort- that doesn't count. Yeah, that, it's yeah, got to exactly. be at U.S. Bank Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately, I will not be in attendance this Saturday, so it's going to have to wait until preseason week number one. So next well, I guess this upcoming Saturday I will not be here, but next Saturday I'll be able to see the the full skull chant live. Hopefully it's sixty six thousand, but it's a preseason game. If it's a little bit less, like forty thousand will do at this point. Like I I just want to see it in person. I love it. Well, you're saving it for an actual game, or I mean, maybe not an actual game, a preseason game, but that'll do for sure. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Minnesota Vikings podcast, and we will be back next week when Vikings football will be set to happen at U.S. Bank Stadium.